I just don't want this body to think that we're irresponsible and we're just hauling bodies out of the jail because we are not. So if we actually care about counting all of these deaths, I think this proposal would be extremely helpful. If your loved one dies in prison, you want to get a complete report. You want to know what happened. This is an update to the fourth season of Catalyst, an investigative podcast from KXAN News and Nexstar Media Group. I'm Josh Hinkle. It's been six months since we last told you about police transparency measures underway at the Texas State Capitol. Lawmakers crafting bills to make sure the public knows what really happens when someone dies in police custody. In that time, an entire legislative session has come and gone, and our team has been busy keeping up with what happened to those bills. Now back in the office after mostly working from home during the pandemic, I'm writing this update with some reminders of why this work is so important to me. Reminders just inches away from my keyboard, three photos on my desk. The first one is of my own family. Me with my parents, grandmother, brother and sister-in-law, uncle and oldest niece. We're all dressed in black gathered a few years back around a sofa in the home where my mom grew up. When the camera snapped the photo, she was in the middle of a laugh, which might seem strange unless you know her. She's always trying to comfort others, and that day was one we all needed her humor, my grandfather's funeral. It was one of the last times we were all together. The second photo, one of the last taken of 21-year-old Herman Titus. He's wearing a white t-shirt, a half smile, and headphones around his neck. His mother gave me a copy of the picture the day we first interviewed her in 2018, a year after Herman died in his cell in the Travis County Jail, sparking our investigation and his mother's testimony before a Texas House committee in 2019 about her fight for records. Thank you, everyone joining us. That bill failed to become law last legislative session and this year's session. The time now is 1.03 p.m. at April the 21st. But another bill related to Herman's death was actually assigned a committee hearing in the final weeks of this session. And the House Committee on Homeland Security and Public Safety will now come to order. The clerk will call the roll. It was late in the game, almost too late. Lawmakers had been consumed with politics and other priorities, and many bills were at risk of missing crucial deadlines in the legislative process. Chairman White? Here. Vice Chair Bowers? Goodwin? Harless? Here. Hefner? Morales? Here. Patterson? Here. Schaefer? Tinderholt? Present. Quorum is present. It was such a rushed day, some committee members were absent. A quorum is present. Thank you all for being here. Members, we have 10 bills here today. Doesn't mean it'll be 10 hours. Uh, We will have a time limit of two minutes for every witness that chooses to testify unless you're asked any questions. Members are extremely busy getting to other committees and laying out their bills. Uh, Some members have been double or maybe triple booked on committees. So don't take the empty desk as nobody wants to uh, listen to 
and, and you'll have members floating in and out as well. Including the chairman, who left eight minutes into the hearing and didn't return until well after the vice chair had taken over, and the few remaining members would hear this bill. Chair lays out House Bill 2901 and recognizes Representative Rodriguez to explain his bill. Representative Eddie Rodriguez of Austin had used our research when authoring HB 2901. The Travis County Jail, where Herman Titus died, is in his house district. Thank you, Madam Chair and members, um, for letting me lay out House Bill 2901. This bill seeks to reform uh, Texas's custodial death reporting requirements uh, in the interests of transparency and improving the quality of our state's database. We discovered hundreds of instances where law enforcement agencies had failed to properly report to the state when a person died in their custody. The report must include all of the facts relevant to the circumstances of the death that are known or discovered in an investigation. Most agencies we found were turning them in later than the 30-day requirement. Others were leaving them incomplete, like the report detailing Herman's death. The Travis County Sheriff's Office failed to update his report with final autopsy findings for more than three years until we brought it to the agency's attention. Failure to file the report properly is supposed to be a Class B misdemeanor, up to six months in jail. This reporting requirement has been in place since the 1980s, but recent research and investigative reporting have uh, revealed multiple instances of noncompliance. Our reporting found no agency ever held accountable for breaking this law. I'm grateful to the, to the Texas Justice Initiative and KXAN uh, for shining a light on this important issue. People dying in police custody, an issue we'd been looking into since first meeting Herman's mother. When we last spoke with Demisha Burns, she'd already been denied so many details about her son to learn this document that should have, by law, been publicly available and complete, but instead was left unfinished and missing the answers she wanted. Well, it was enough to make her want to testify again. Still, I hadn't heard much from her in recent months. After the legislative session was over, I got her on the phone, driving from one job to the next. Hello, Demisha. Hello. She said taking off work right now wasn't an option. She had some medical issues. She split up with her husband, and she's raising Herman's two little sisters alone. As much as she wanted to be at this session's hearing. Yeah, it was um, a challenge for me to get there. I, um, I just didn't get the time off. It is hard, so it's very hard. Yeah. I want to be there. We will um, begin public testimony. I think you have a few witnesses. That so I decided to testify. The chair calls Josh Hinkle. It's not something I'd normally do as a journalist, but beyond the impact this problem had on people like Demisha, it was also impacting the way I did my job, not to mention keeping important information away from the public. Mr. Hinkle, thank you. Uh, if you'll state your name, who you represent, and your position on the bill. Hello, Madam Chair, members of the committee. My name is Josh Hinkle, and I lead the investigative team at KXAN-TV, the NBC TV station here in Austin. Today, I'm here to speak on House Bill 2901 as a journalist who's encountered the transparency challenges this legislation seeks to address. From our reporting, we know a custodial death report is an extremely important document for journalists and the families of people who have died in custody. It's also one of the few readily accessible public records detailing what happened in the event of a death. We're hopeful for a solution to further transparency and accountability. Thank you for this opportunity to speak and I'm happy to answer any questions. Uh, 
Thank you so much, Mr. Hinkle, for the work you do. Um, Thank you. And for your testimony today. I wasn't the only journalist to speak on the importance of open records in the hearing. The chair calls Eva Ruth Moravec. Someone we've spoken with in a past episode. My name is Eva Ruth Moravec. I am a freelance reporter, and I'm also the executive director of the Texas Justice Initiative. The Texas Justice Initiative exists to serve as a resource for people who are seeking data on the criminal justice system. The fact that Texas collects this information and has for decades is really great. And having this law on the books is wonderful, but having it in place is less helpful if the data that's being collected is incomplete. Thank you for coming to your Texas Capitol and for, for your testimony today. Um, the chair calls AJ, Sheriff A.J. Louderback. Yes, A.J. Louderback, uh, Sheriff in Jackson County, representing the Sheriff's Association of Texas on, uh, on this bill, of which we are currently uh, opposed. Why? Most everyone who spoke, even the lawmakers, seemed surprised all police agencies weren't already following the law. We're not aware uh, when someone has, when we have an in-custody death, where someone is not reporting that. So uh, that's that's relative news to us. Well, the chair now recognizes Representative Tenderhall, Sheriff, with the question. Thank you again, ma'am. I appreciate it. Um, I'm about as pro-law enforcement as you get up on this dais. Yes, sir. Thank but, you. But it concerns me that we're hearing that there's so many in-custody deaths where it's late and it's really easy to do. And so when you say you oppose it, what part of the bill, what language would you like to change? So it's relatively new to us as an association about uh, where the issue was. The, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly what, because, I mean, is there any statistics on, on where this, this, this failure to, to report these, these deaths are? There are statistics. Um, to start, I, you know, we'd reported over a six-year period, there were 372 reports filed late statewide. I'm going to go ahead and call the resource witness. Uh, we have Chris Love. The chair calls Chris Love. My name is Chris Love. I'm the Inspector General for the Texas Board of Criminal Justice. At the top of that list, accounting for nearly half of the late reports, was the Inspector General investigating deaths for the agency in charge of Texas prisons, the Department of Criminal Justice. And the bulk of its late cases happened in 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic. It's absolutely my opinion that there's nothing wrong with that report as it is, you know, and, and answering those requests and doing that in the time frame that has been required. So do we need to make any adjustments for that missing information that, you know, may not be in, you know, they just don't have the medical report back? Or, or is the report in its current form sufficient? I, I believe that it's sufficient, sir, in its current form. And, and I see there's absolutely no excuse for not getting this report to the attorney generals in the 30-day time frames. So the report was fine, but if agencies aren't following the law, then they should, which is what this bill would address, because the law doesn't really have any teeth. The bill, though, would give the state attorney general's office the ability to investigate, issue notices and fines, and even sue agencies in violation. It sounds like there's a problem that I wasn't aware of either, but if indeed there's a problem, I'm hoping there's a way for the Sheriff's Association to work with the author because if I was one of the members that had my family member that didn't get reported, it would be devastating to me. And I just, I wanna make sure that if indeed there's a problem, which I'm hearing there is, that we can get law enforcement involved and try to rectify the problem because collecting that data is important, not just for the data's sake, but for the families as well. So 
I'm hoping that you guys can work together and, and find language that works. Well, certainly uh, um, in committee, Chair, uh, Madam Chair, we're we're uh, committed to to uh, uh, working with anything along these lines. There's none of us here in the, in the state of Texas that are that are not uh, going to report uh, deaths. I mean, that's that is uh, um, <laughs> that's a that's an extreme priority for us. And that's so let's let's certainly uh, agree to work together and try to figure out exactly what we need to do uh, to solve the issue. More than happy to do that, and we can work on that today. Uh, and I'm happy to work with them on this. This bill is not intended to uh, penalize law enforcement in any way, shape, or form. It's really just about improving an enforcement mechanism. Right. This is just a way. What I'm trying to do here is make sure that these reports are not only done on time, and but that they're complete, and that there's a uh, incentive to do so. I close. Thank you, Representative Rodriguez. And if there's no objection, the bill will be left pending. Is there any objection? Hearing none, the House Bill 2901 is left pending. Weeks went by and the bill went nowhere. Time ran out. A lot of criminal justice reform legislation and other transparency measures died this session. The bill with the custodial death records, it did get a committee hearing and the committee just left it pending. So it never went anywhere after that. They're going to keep trying to push this bill. I haven't heard for sure, but I think it's possible, but it would be, you know, 2023 before it comes back up. Yeah, that's, that's a real long time. Demisha was disappointed. It's too soon for Representative Rodriguez to say he'll try again. I just wish that with everything going on, that it would have really been a high consideration on their to-do list because it is a part of change to a better, a better judicial system, a better justice system. So, I mean, I don't like that it got dropped because for me it was, it would have been at least some form of justice for losing my child. After all these years have gone by since your son died, what's kind of your hope next? Is this the point where you think, it's not going to happen, so I'm just going to move on? Or do you, do you still have some hope that there is a possibility that this legislation to make police more transparent when someone dies in their custody is actually going to happen? I'm going to keep this hope alive. I'm going to hope that eventually this bill do get passed. Because, I mean, I get that they're just trying to cover themselves from any costly accountability. But at the end of the day, like, either you're going to have to pay for it one way or another. I just want to thank you. This has been a great journey. And I appreciate everything that you and Eric Ben has done for me to get the truth. I highly appreciate it. It has helped me with a lot of what I've been going through. And I'm getting better. And I appreciate y'all so much for stepping up and helping out. We couldn't tell this story without your help. And I know it's a difficult topic to continue having to talk about, but it, it does help, I think. And I'm hopeful that someday this legislation will pass. I am too. And I'm going to keep praying and what change. And I believe that one day that this will happen. 
we'll keep you updated. But before we go, I want to tell you a development that actually involves that third photo on my desk. A picture of a 35-year-old gay man named Jamie Mayberry. I had to call his brother to tell him the news. Hello, Terry, you there? Yeah, it's me. Can you hear me? Two years ago, we shared the Mayberry family story. How Jamie went missing one night from their home in Kennedy, Texas in 1999 and how, unlike law enforcement in several other states, Texas police were not required to report important details to a public portal that could help solve such cases until now. The legislation got passed, and it just got signed by the governor last wow. week. Wow. Yeah, so... Wow. Our reporting and this podcast helped spark legislation this session that mandates police be more transparent with the public about missing persons. We're so excited, but at the same time, we're, we're also relieved you know, because from here on out, you know, that there will be families that will benefit from this and their cases will be solved much quicker. Believe me, just being the brother of a missing person, uh, people just don't understand how much that means to people and families and such. I, I thank y'all so much. Well, we thank you for sharing your story. You know, for Amy to go missing back in 1999, and then yeah. so much time going by, and I know it's been a couple of years since we even did the story with you guys. Um, right. Sometimes this kind of stuff takes a while, and pe people just need to stay on top of it. If the world doesn't have people like you guys, Josh, I'm telling you, I mean, we wouldn't have, nothing would have been done. You, you know that. And that's the whole reason why I'm talking to you now. I'm grateful, we're, we're thankful. It just, wow, pushed it, man. It was just awesome. If Jamie was here right now, he, I, I can just almost feel him snow. The missing persons reporting law goes into effect September 1st this year. To learn more and to explore NamUs, the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, check out our project at missingintexas.com. Catalyst is reported, produced, and edited by me, Josh Hinkle, along with David Barrere. Digital support for this episode comes from Arzo Dost, Ben Freeberg, Rachel Garza, Matt Mitchell, Robert Sims, and Kate Winkle. KXAN's news director is Chad Cross, and its vice president and general manager is Eric Lassberg. 